Blog Talk Radio. How I wish that there were more than the 24 hours in the day. Even if there were 40 more, I wouldn't sleep a minute away. Oh, there's blackjack and poker and the roulette wheel. A fortune won and lost on every deal. All you need is strong heart and a nerve steel. Viva Las Vegas! Viva! Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Viva Las Vegas brought to you by the People at the Action Network, make sure you check out all of our content on theactionnetwork.com and download the free Sports Action app. I'm your host, Blackjack Fletcher, and I'm here tonight joined by our friend, the big man on campus. Jeff, how you doing tonight, brother? Jeff. Yo, Blackjack, what's happening, my man? My there he is. How are you? There he is. What's happening, how are you, my man? Pal? Oh, nothing too I'm much. Fantastic. How are you on a Wednesday evening? I'm doing great, Jeff. 5-1 tonight, brother. 5-1 and one tonight. A very nice night. The Bruins just played a great game, got the job done on the puck line with a 7-4 win against Toronto in Game 7. Yeah, that was a uh, – what a wild game. I mean, you know, look, I've I've claimed, never claimed to be a hockey expert. I, I don't bet it much. But, I mean, we've talked about it. What a wild year for hockey. I mean, you talk about – I mean, the sc- every score, it seems like it's 6-3 or 8-5. I yep. mean, I've never seen goals yep. like this. It's really amazing how <laughs> in all sports, offense is really just taking hold. I mean, every sport you watch. Yep. I mean, I mean, Blackjack, I remember when I used to hear all the time, I don't want to watch soccer. So boring. Who wants to watch a nil-nil game? I mean, I can't remember the last time I saw a nil-nil game. It's just like every game is 2-1 or 3-2. I mean, offense just pervades everywhere now. It's uh, quite amazing. Yeah, it certainly does, Jeff, and, and I'll tell you, this is a great game. The the Leafs jumped out hot from the gate, but the Bruins, you know, as they are wont to do, they controlled the third period here and really took it to Toronto. Uh, they cover the puck line. They move on to play Tampa in the second round, which begins tomorrow with our Golden Knights dropping the puck against the San yeah, Jose baby. Sharks tomorrow night. Yeah, I'm excited, man. I have a, uh, as many know, I have a future. I know you're Blackjack, uh, very high on the Golden Knights. You've uh, you, you've been on them all year. It's, it's going to be fun. I, I um, you know, it's been cool to watch. You know, Vegas kind of take hold of that team, and you really kind of, uh, you know, you see Golden Knight hats everywhere now. It's pretty cool. But yeah, looking forward to it, man. I'm uh, I'm really hoping they can continue doing what they've been doing. Yeah, I mean, I, look, I think they're going to. I think they're going to win the series. Um, I think they're going to be a very tough team to beat. But uh, that's that's for tomorrow. Um, also in action tonight, Jeff, I don't know if you cla- caught the end of the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers and Indiana oh, Pacers, but LeBron doing what LeBron does uh, with one of his patented uh, come-from-behind blocks on Oladipo with a few seconds left, gets the rebound, calls timeout with three seconds on the clock, and then LeBron uh, does what the greatest player in the world should do in that moment, which is get the ball off the inbound and nails a three, to win the game for the Cavaliers. Cavs now up 3-2 going back to Indiana for game six. Tell me, what uh, what do you t- what'd you take out of this game, Jeff? Well, I, I took out of the fact that Nate McMillan's just not a very good coach. I mean, listen, you got a foul there. I mean, I, you had a foul to give. I'm not really sure why you'd allow LeBron James to spot up uh, and make that shot. Look, I thought it was a goal 10 to play before. Look, they didn't call it. 
uh, wouldn't have really mattered anyway. But look, Victor Oladipo was not good in this game. He had struggles all night. I mean, where would they have been tonight without DeMontis Sabonis? I thought Sabonis was exquisite. I thought he was fantastic tonight. Uh, he was one of the reasons they were able to stay in this game. But look, Blackjack, I had a plus six in this game. So I was just hoping yep. that someone would do something there. Uh, I did not want to go to overtime at in Cleveland in a game six or game five, whatever it is, um, you know, in that kind of spot. So I was, I was quite happy to uh, see that. I was really annoyed with goaltend. A lot of the fact, just because I had the, the plus six and I, I kind of just wanted the game to end. Uh, we all know where uh, dogs go to die. It's overtime. And yeah, I, um, yeah. I, I was obviously happy with that, but yeah, LeBron is, he's amazing. And, and it'll open the, the continued doors of, what I hear on a daily basis in this town of we don't want we don't we don't need LeBron we can we can continue to trust the process get the fuck out of here with that that is the stupidest thing you know I, I mean I've, I've seen you going back and forth with people on this over the last few hours and, and you know two things I, I I simply don't understand the people of any fan base unless maybe you're Golden State saying we don't need him. He's the best player in the world, plain and simple, all right? There is no argument. There's no debate. Kevin Durant is probably second, and there is a large gap between them. So for anybody to say we don't need him is ridiculous because 29 other teams need him. And for Philadelphia to come out and say it is even more absurd because I saw you got into it with the Kawhi Leonard thing too. This isn't even a situation where you'd have to trade players. This is money, and you've got the money to do it. So what are you talking about? You don't want the guy and not have to give anything up? You just wouldn't take him. Yeah, I mean, it's it, for, for one, you're not going to beat Golden State with this team. I know what people want. And look, I want to make it very clear. I'm a diehard Sixer fan. I've rooted for this team since I was able to watch basketball. But the truth of the matter is they beat a Miami Heat team who aren't very good, frankly. I mean, that was expected, beating Miami. It, it, it's not like we should throw this team a parade because they won a series. At the end of the day, the elephant in the room is the fact that even – you know, with Steph Curry, if he's in the lineup, you cannot beat Golden State. It's just hap- that's how it is. You have to go out and you have to buy players at this point. It's how the NBA is built. It's how any team wins. It's just the truth of the matter. You're not going to win homegrown playing like this. I love Ben Simmons. I like Joel Embiid. But when you can go out and finish the process, I mean, does it make the, uh, does it make the NBA championship, Blackjack, any less sweet if you win the championship with – uh, LeBron James or without LeBron James. I mean, these are the same people, Blackjack, that last no. year were going to say, well, I mean, I, I don't really know if I want to win the Super Bowl. I mean, Carson Wentz kind of deserves it. I mean, I mean, does it make the Super Bowl any less great that you won <laughs> that Nick Foles won? I mean, it's just stupid. Listen, it's, you know, it doesn't Jeff, make any sense. I think sense. people started to realize around the time that the Boston Celtics put their, quote, big three together with, with Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, and Kevin Garnett – I think people started to realize, at least players in the NBA started to realize, that one superstar is not going to be enough. And, and even if that one superstar is LeBron James, it's not enough. He's seen that in two of the last three years. Right. You need right. a second one. And realistically, if you want to hang with Warriors the way they're built, you need a third one. Because we're looking at the Rockets, and the Rockets have two legit superstars. And you know what? You and I have watched them in the first round of these playoffs. Do either one of us think the Rockets are beating the Warriors? I don't. 
I, I, it, not with Curry. I mean, if Curry doesn't play, then right. I think a lot of people. If Curry's back but... and they play in the conference finals, I don't think Houston gets by them. No, so, I, I totally agree. So we're talking about you need three legit superstars. You've got certainly one in Embiid. I think Simmons is going to be two. I think he needs to get a little bit better consistently, but he's very young. If you can add the best player on the planet, what are you talking about? I mean, you're outside no, of your mind if you don't want Yeah, it's really stupid. I mean, it, it literally makes zero sense. It's not going to cheapen anything. The process has to end at some point. You put the time in. You, you, you think he died for your sins. You, you had 10 win seasons. Now it's time to, you know, it, it's kind of time to, to – it's like when you retire, Blackjack. You, you put in work your whole life. And then you retire. You live the good life. You cash in on your success. That's what you do in the NBA. You have to do it. And they've been able to do it in a short time. And now it's time to cash in on those things. Uh, Blackjack, we obviously have a jam-packed show for you guys tonight. Obviously, we'll talk continued NBA playoffs. We have some games in progress currently. Uh, They're at the half out in OKC. And Blackjack, it looks like Oklahoma City is just dead and buried. They're ready to just go to home. It's time to head home if your Oklahoma City, and they're not going to have to go far, um, barring some kind of crazy um, <laughs> collapse, which we've seen. Um, this, this, I'm telling you, Bucky, this Utah team is a good yeah. basketball team. Uh, Jay Crowder's been fantastic tonight. Uh, they've looked really, really good. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I, you know, when we talked going into the playoffs, I, I had said that I liked Utah, but I thought that this was probably a bad matchup for them. Um, I couldn't have been more, more wrong about that. Uh, apparently, Utah is up to the task. Um, and, and I can tell you, Jeff, I'm surprised. I, I'm surprised at the way Oklahoma City has folded in this series. I mean, for Utah, if they can finish this off, and they're up 15 at halftime in Oklahoma City in an elimination game, if the Jazz can finish this off, I mean, what do you do if you're Oklahoma City? Because it obviously isn't working with what you've got. Paul George... I feel like is as much as I think he probably likes playing there and likes playing with Westbrook and not having to be the guy, how do you stay after this? I mean, this has been an unmitigated disaster of a season for them. You add Paul George, you add Carmelo Anthony, you really give up very, very little to get them other, you know, than, well, I guess you probably would rather have Victor Oladipo back right now. Um, but you didn't give up a, a ton to get these guys in terms of core pieces, and you can't win more than one game against the Utah Jazz in the first round. I mean, what do you do it's, if you're going of the, forward? How do, you, how do you fix this? It was a bad trade. I mean, they shouldn't have did it. Uh, they didn't – you know, they got one player back, but they got a guy that is only going to be there for a year, and he already has his eye on something else. I think you got to blow it up. I mean, there's nothing else you could do. Um, do you think uh, now they wouldn't – take that trade back if they could. Look how Sabonis has played. Look how Oladipo's played. Um, the, the problem and the elephant in the room is Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook, look, I love the kid. I think he's one of the most electrifying players in the league. To me, dominating is doing something that um, you know, no one can stop, no one can handle, and there are not many people in sports that can do it. I liken it to LeBron James, Rob Gronkowski, um, you know, certain guys like that, they're just better than everyone else. I put Russell Westbrook on that level. His explosiveness is pretty unmatched. It's impossible to stop. That's dominating. Um, the problem is, though, um, look, I mean, in high school it works. 
in college it can work. I mean, a guy can just take a game over and drop 40 and consistently do it. But in the NBA, it just doesn't work. And what we just talked about, it's a prime example. He can't win on his own until Mm -hmm. he realizes that um, they're not going to win anything. And I think, unfortunately, it it, it might be time to just move on from him. Um, You know, I don't don't think that – and I'm not going to compare him to Andre Guadalla. They're totally different players. But it kind of reminds me of – of that situation in Philadelphia, they tried to sell him as the guy. This is the guy we're going to build around. He was luckily able enough to accept it and say, you know what? I do need other people. And I, maybe I'm not the guy. Russ book is the guy, but he has to be willing to say, you know what? I'm going to be more than my stats. I'm going to be more than, you know, me just, yeah. you know, put up triple yeah. doubles. LeBron James it, it, is like that. I check early in his career. He's very all about himself. Um, but he you know, accepted. Yeah, you, you make a really, a really interesting point about this because I'm, I'm watching the Rockets and the Timberwolves right now. And James Harden is two of eight from the floor. He's not played well in this series overall. I think he's had one good game. You watch what DeMar DeRozan has been doing in Toronto. He hasn't played very well in that series. He's kind of gone off on his own. I don't, I literally don't think he passed the ball one time in the fourth quarter of game four. I mean, is there just something kind of in these guys where, they go into the playoffs and they just decide to hell with everyone else. I'm going to try to do it on my own because I'm sorry, as good as Harden and Westbrook and DeRozan are, they're not good enough to do it on their own. No, I, I and you look at Russell or uh, James Harden. I mean, he's, he's been able to accept that, you know, it, it's, it's, it's cool nowadays to accept things. It's cool nowadays to say, you know what? I'm not a world beater and I'm not going to be able to just win by myself. There are other teams that have good players as well. We all need to play as a team. Westbrook has not been able to man up and understand that yet. And until he does, Oklahoma City will not win anything. And it's a shame because, you know, I, I do like Westbrook and I do like that town. I like that team. I like Steven Adams. I like Robertson. You know, it's a good little team, but um, it, it didn't help making bad trades like the one you did with Paul George. Um, Carmel Anthony was a complete mess. Uh, but we'll keep talking about it. Obviously, keep abreast of that one. I think the game stays under uh, 204.5 as well. That's a live yeah. line right now you can get. Uh, I don't think that gets to 200. I mean, Oklahoma City's really struggling. Yeah. Uh, Minnesota up 58-52 with uh, 56 seconds to go. A surprising result there. Harden, similar situation, Blackjack, to game three um, or, or game uh, four. Uh, James Harden didn't play well in the first half. Then that third quarter came and they just erupted. We'll see what happens. I'm going to definitely look, though, for some kind of uh, second half line on the uh, Houston Rockets. Uh, they will win this game. Keep in mind, guys, we'd love to hear from you. A lot going on tonight. Uh, Blackjack and I will share some props that we're on. We talked NBA or NFL yep. draft last night. We didn't get into a ton of props. We were really just talking about where we think guys are going to go and stuff like that. Uh, but we'll take calls on that. Uh, we obviously thank the Action Network for sponsoring the show. And we also thank – Southtown 101 for sponsoring the telephone line at 917-889-3290. We thank them for their gracious support of the show. Uh, Blackjack, you always remember your first sponsor, and we'll always remember Southtown 101. <laughs> I always remember the times we shared in San Antonio together, Blackjack. When I'm, you know, 60 years old, I remember that time um, when I watched you and we, we hung out with Reed and, 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 and Grant and Preston and all those guys down at South 101, and it was made possible by South 101. If you're ever in the area, you're in Texas, you're looking for a nice little vacation for a couple of days, give San Antonio a shot. It doesn't have a beach. It doesn't have casinos. 
But it's a great place to take a girl. You know, go down there, see some sights, walk hand in hand around the, the river walk, take a little boat ride, then go down and get some grub at South Town 101. A great place uh, to end your night, have a beer, drink, do some karaoke. Great place to go. Um, I look at San Antonio kind of like Paris, Blackjack, a little bit. Kind of a love town. You know, nice little, you know, nice town full of love in the air. Um, you know, not, you know, very nice people, good people. Fun place to be. Maybe catch a Spurs game. Go to South Town 101, 101 Prater Street in San Antonio, Texas. Blackjack, we need to hit the phone lines because there's some people holding here. Uh, I do want to see, though, yeah. here in a couple of moments what the second half line is. Uh, let's hit the yeah, phone lines here. Yeah, for sure. Uh, 917-889-329 if you want to join us. We can talk whatever you want. Let's start it out. Uh, call you're live. What's up? Yo, you're up. Hey, what's, what's up? going on, Jeff? What's up, man? I mean, nothing. Just uh, just sitting sitting watching this OKC game. Hey, does, does Russ – is there a player more like AI in the NBA right now than Russell Westbrook? Uh, what, what do you what do you mean by that? Like me, guy? Or oh, come on, man! Actual? AI could not. AI needed the ball. It was a me team, right? But but, AI, six but 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 what's your name, by the way? Uh, so it's day two, false believer, man, Ryan. Oh, what's up, man? Yeah, listen. No. But AI didn't have the players that Russell Westbrook has around him. You're, he didn't have Kevin right. Durant. He didn't have Paul George. Allen Iverson had George Lynch and Tyrone Hill and Eric Snow. That guy got uh, the Kevin Matumbo. Yeah, listen, Eric Snow, right, Jeff, Eric but I, I don't, had listen, I, I don't think I don't think it would have mattered. Allen Iverson was the player he was, and, and he was and a great a player. He was a Hall of Fame player, but right. I don't think it would have been any different. He is who he is. True. That's a different NBA. I, I can't believe it. Man. I mean, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm kind of I'm kind of glad that the Rookie of the Year vote happens before the playoffs because I don't think Ben would win over Donovan right now. Donovan Mitchell, if you look at that, if you look at the last game, you did not. Ben is averaging triple-double in his first playoff series. Oh, yeah. I mean, dude, what, you didn't miss a what, shot what in, that game, in, in game four. Okay, but here's the thing. Uh, but he again, does a lot Black of other Black things. Blackjack said, Black said he, he, you do know he had a triple-double in the first game for a day two, right? Correct. Yeah. Well, I listen. Mean, what are you I, let, me, let me say this because, and, I, and when I say this, I, I do not mean this as a knock on Donovan Mitchell because people are going to take it that way because of recency bias. I'm talking about like 12, 13 years ago. Donovan Mitchell is Carmelo Anthony. He's a scorer. He's a very, very good scorer. And people, when I say Carmelo Anthony, are going to think the last three or four years. I'm talking about Denver Carmelo. When he did play a little defense, and he was a lot more athletic, and he was a dynamic player in Denver. That's what I'm talking about. Donovan Mitchell is a scorer, a pure scorer, but he's going to be a volume shooter, and he's going to have nights where he gives you 24 points, and it takes him 26 shots to get it. It, That's what's going to happen with him from time to time. Ben Simmons is not going to lead the league in scoring. That's never going to happen. Donovan Mitchell might. But Ben Simmons is the guy who's going to give you eight rebounds a night and nine assists a night on top of what he sure. scores. Mitchell's not going to give you those numbers. He's just not. He, he is a scorer through and through. And that's great because you need to score in the NBA to win. I mean, you have to have it. And he's done an unreal <laughs> Charles job. Charles Barkley over here. <laughs> but they're different Sorry, players. That's a famous they're just Chuck very, line. very different players. 
No, I agree. I agree. And I and one of the you know I I'm not I'm I'm from Philadelphia. I'm a four for four guy, right? Uh, I live out in Vegas now, but I've caught a lot of these Jazz games. I just think that kid. I didn't give him enough credit as a Sixer fan. But these takes about the process and not wanting LeBron because it would cheapen it. This is the whole Insane. reason for the process. It's it the stupidest reason I've ever heard. It, it's it's the whole reason that you drew, the whole thought the whole thought behind the process was get young core talent so the best player in the world the best players in the world would want to come play right. in Philadelphia and that's what we have right now. We have Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. And if you add LeBron, Kawhi, I don't care who in the offseason, plug in X player, the people that hate on LeBron for coming here because they don't think it'll work, it'll work with Ben and LeBron. They will find a way to make it work. I guarantee you that. Why wouldn't it I work? Just don't... I mean, he's a point guard. LeBron doesn't have to be a point guard. He's not going to be a point guard. Why wouldn't it work? Because a lot of people think, a lot of people think LeBron needs the ball. To be effective, he on does the not. And I, yeah, don't, I don't agree with that. Ben doesn't need the ball. Ben doesn't have. But to have neither the ball. does he. This is, and we've talked about this day two. We we we've talked about this on this very show. People that think that just don't pay attention to LeBron James because when he had Kyrie Irving, who was a a very very talented point guard, you would see Correct. more often than not Kyrie Irving bringing the ball up court, getting the offense set, and LeBron James hanging out on a wing somewhere. That's what they would do. He is not a selfish player, okay? Whatever you want to say about him, whatever knocks people have about him, he is not a selfish player. He is not a ball-dominant guy. He doesn't need to have it in his hand. He can post up down low. He can play ISO if you need him to. He can be a spot-up shooter at this point in his career. He can do whatever you need him to do. Tonight's game may have been, may have been top five LeBron playoffs of all time. I agree. Well, he, I agree. But but here's here's he the issue. Insane. Here's the issue, and here's what we have to remember about LeBron. They win tonight. It's just one game. I mean, we really have to remember this is a bad team without LeBron James. I mean, they need him to literally. Go. I mean, this is like the Sixers when they had Iverson. I mean, he would go off for fifty <laughs> and they they'd lose. I mean, <laughs> this will work against. This will work against Indiana. They're probably going to move on. But as the series get tougher, I mean, this team is not good. I mean, they don't put anyone no. away. This they is... blow leads more than I've ever seen. And that's not going to work. I mean, I think they're really no. just buying time. I mean, okay. they know and this we is know the... that this team is good, but they're not great. Yo, this is the 07 Cavs all over again. If he leaves, this is a lottery team. All right, this is, this is a lottery right. team if he's not on the right. roster. That's a great this point. This is a bad a point. basketball team. And and he will carry them. He will drag their corpse of a team as far as he can drag them. But at some point, it's not going to be enough. Yo, I just can't wait, fellas, for the Meek Mill Drake rematch in the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> the no, Sixers, I know we were <laughs> we were talking about that. Yeah, dude, I'm ready for we're, it, man. I'm is, ready is there for any it. chance we can get these guys, guys to do, do like a rap battle at halftime at center court? Oh my I, god, I, dude. I, I think it should be. I think it should be guaranteed. We have to. I also have considered. Um, if I mean, it would be difficult because I am having issues getting a passport. But I want to go to Toronto for a game. I, that'd be dope, man. I want to go up there. Uh, uh, man, but, uh, yeah, but if it happens, hey, day two, great, great, uh, great call. Thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. Good, good stuff, fellas. Talk to you soon. See you later, pal. Thanks, brother. Uh,
Blackjack, I'm going to bring on a friend of mine here. Uh, I haven't had him call in yet, but he, we want to talk a little. He wants to talk a little draft. So uh, let's bring him on. Ryan, what's up, pal? What's up, guys? What's up, man? How are you, how are you guys doing? Oh, pretty good. Hey, pretty brother. Good. Blackjack, this is, uh, this is my dear friend, Ryan. We've been friends for uh, many years. Uh, used to, Blackjack, could you believe, and, and I want him to tell you, this guy actually lived with me for a period of time. Do you believe that? Could you imagine living with me? I mean, what a great place to be, but, I mean, could you imagine it? I mean, you've hung out with me, Blackjack. Uh, I mean, you probably this lived in a very clean apartment is my guess. Oh, Ryan, tell him. Yeah, no. Nah. Neat freak is uh, is definitely the definition yeah, of, of I, Jeff. I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, so yeah, just um, yo, so about about the call, fellas. So obviously, well, real quick, obviously I was going to call in strictly for the draft, but and then as I was listening to the last caller, obviously talking about LeBron, I mean, it, I I would be you know in the wrong to at least not touch on it, and I was. Obviously, the way Twitter is, and Jeff and I were joking earlier tonight about how, how comical it is that Twitter's free um, with all the nut jobs that are on there. But um, just having people still, you know, attack me with complaining about LeBron and how he's the how he's this, how he's that, and it's like it's frustrating. Like, can't you just sit back and enjoy how great this guy is? Like, no, why people don't do that? Do, they can't do that. They, they why? there's. Because Listen, in this, and you, because in our climate, it's not going to happen. There's always someone that's going to be they they want to bring yeah. someone down. They want to be haters. Um, it, 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 they look stupid. They look like complete idiots. But um, there's always going to be that person. I mean, you have I to mean, recognize. Ryan, you, I mean, you bring up a great point, Ryan. Because I, look, I, I'm not a Cavaliers fan. I wasn't a Miami Heat fan. I have no rooting interest in LeBron James one way or the other. He he doesn't play for a team that I root for. He never has, and he probably never will. And uh, I don't bet on LeBron James very often because his teams don't cover the spread that much. But if you can't recognize that you're looking at one of the all-time greatest players to ever play a game, I I don't know what to tell you. I mean, you can – there's not much to nitpick with the guy, man. He's not an asshole. He doesn't get into trouble off the court. He doesn't – you know, play the type of game that is unappealing. You know, he, he, what do you want? I mean, what more do you want out of the guy? Maybe he posts some corny Instagram stuff every now and then. So what? I mean, who cares? And that's my, and that's my big thing is kind of relating to, to Tom Brady with the same kind of thing with the whole greatness aspect. But I can understand why some people hate Brady with the whole cheating thing and this and that. LeBron, there's a different different personality to me too. I mean, Tom Brady to me is the best quarterback to ever play football, and and I don't, I don't really think there's any sort of argument that can be entertained about that. But I do understand some people disliking him because he can come off as kind of smug. He comes off a little unapproachable at times, and I never have gotten that. I've never gotten that from LeBron James. What's that? I mean, he is. No. He, I think early in his career, he was a bit unlikable as far as like the whole like decision thing and just you know kind of that kind of stuff. But listen, I mean, most people hate on people because kid, they're man. not that person. I mean, look at yeah. look at Floyd Mayweather. Floyd Mayweather's a guy that you know a lot of people don't like. Do you think it's because they just generally don't like him? No, they're jealous. They want to be him. Well, I mean, we listen, see it every okay, day, Blackjack. You but see listen, it. Jeff, he, you bring up an example with Floyd Mayweather. There's a lot not to like about Floyd Mayweather. He he's 
been abusive towards women. He is as cocky a human being as you'll find. He, you know, is engaged in things that a lot of people find distasteful. But he does have a reason. He's the best. Liking Floyd Mayweather, but at the same time, you also have to appreciate that he is one of the greatest boxers of all time and probably the greatest defensive fighter that's ever stepped in a ring. But I'm right. not going to argue with you if you tell me I don't like Floyd as a guy because there, there's stuff there not to like. But, but My what point I'm saying LeBron is James, I think he's never giving you any of that. He, all the things right. about Floyd that you might not like or even the things about Brady with some of the crazy stuff that comes out. Like he doesn't eat strawberries or tomatoes. or I mean like – just the weird stuff, those odd little nuggets. There's none of that with LeBron James. Nothing. But a lot of it. And has, you're talking about. But again, blackjack. A lot of it has to do with the fact that whether it's Floyd, Tom, LeBron, whoever, people just they just like to hate. People like to create stupid. I mean, nowadays in media, that's the goal anymore. It's what can I say that's the stupidest take possible, and I don't care if I look dumb saying it. I'm just going to say it to say it. Um, I think if you're a real basketball fan, you're a real you know, competitor, you, you like winning, you respect greatness, there's nothing bad to say about LeBron, nothing. And if you're still saying bad stuff about him, you're just a hater, really. By the way, quickly, Blackjack, and I want to get you, your quick opinion. You, go ahead. Just on the second half play, um, I really like the second half over in this game, 108 and a half. I mean, you look at this game, I mean, it got to 114. Um, Houston's not shot the ball yeah. particularly well. The only thing that would keep me off of it would be, well, maybe the game gets tight, so they kind of slow it down. But, I mean, neither team has really uh, done that. I, I think we're going to see a pretty high-scoring game in this one. Uh, by the way, Utah is just crushing Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City's dead. They're, they're done. Oh, they're completely done. Time to end it. Um, Ryan, uh, you, you also made a good tweet I saw about uh, Russell Westbrook. You're kind of on the same level of us. I like Russell, but – um, listen, it might be just time to blow it up with him. He's just not willing to kind of adhere to the policies that you know Blackjack and I have talked about. You have to, in the NBA, be willing to accept the fact that you cannot just be – it's a different NBA anymore. Look, when Michael Jordan was there, he, he could carry a team and win games. You know, it, it just – even Iverson, but it's not like that anymore. He just fails to kind of adhere to the things you have to do as an nba or. He's a me guy. I mean, that's yes. it, so. He, I mean, he's not going to change. That's the and that's the. I think what people need to understand is he, and that's why I tweeted that he will never win a championship. It's just because he's a me guy. He's a cancer. I mean, he drove KD out of town for Christ's sake. I mean, like, I mean, imagine those two still being able to to, to play together. Obviously, they can't. And and in my opinion, that's because of Russell. But um, yeah, he's just. Great talent for sure. Averaging a triple double in back to back years, that's fantastic. But um just the realization is, you know, he's a cancer and he'll never he'll never win a championship in my opinion. What do you got on the draft, Ron? Yeah, so the draft, uh I was kinda of talking to you a couple of days ago saying like we're almost waiting for the Browns to screw it up, but I really don't see how they can. I mean, yeah, I don't even if everyone, everyone is all about, like, oh, they're going to take a quarterback, take a quarterback. If it's me personally, I think the two best players in the draft and try to get Saquon Barkley and Bradley Chubb. Like, yeah. you, you make, you make um, those two picks, you're setting yourself up pretty, pretty good. Because in my opinion, there's only one surefire quarterback in this draft that I want, and that's Rosen. Uh, I think maybe. Yeah, and they don't want him. 
I think Darnold is – everyone blew their load two years ago with the run he went on. Yep. Look what he did last year. He led the, led the NCAA in Agreed. turnovers. Um, and, and then a couple of the other guys that they fall into place. But You know, Ryan, Browns, you, 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 mentioned, you mentioned something, Ryan, that makes a lot of sense. And, you know, they did go out and trade for Tyrod Taylor, okay? And, and as a Bills fan, I can tell you, I've watched Tyrod Taylor for two years now. He's more than a serviceable quarterback. The, the analytics guys involved with the NFL love Tyrod Taylor because he doesn't have negative plays. He doesn't get sacked very often. He doesn't turn right. the ball over. He will find a way to stop you from getting those negative plays that can kill a drive and stunt your offense. You added Jarvis Landry. You're going to have Josh Gordon, presumably, for a whole season. You've got Corey Coleman. I'm kind of with you in that I would not hate going out and taking – I've been saying the whole time I think they should take Barkley at one. And then at four, if you want to go quarterback, take whoever's on the board. Or if you want to go with Chubb, take Chubb. But don't, don't underestimate the incredible ineptitude of the Cleveland Browns. We can sit here and say, I can't see how they'll screw it up. And 24 hours from now, we may be having a very different conversation because – they are the Cleveland Browns, and it would not shock me to see them go Josh Allen number one and then trade the fourth pick for future picks. Like, and that, to me, would be an unmitigated disaster. Like, you have talent on this roster. In my mind, Ryan, I think this is the second most talented roster in that division. After Pittsburgh, I mean, it, does Baltimore really yeah. have more talent than Cleveland has on it? I don't think so. Cincinnati sure they, doesn't. They have – they have the ability to really fortify their football team and be a, a team that it wouldn't surprise me, and I can't believe I'm saying this, make the playoffs. I mean, the only thing that I think will hold them back is you, Jackson. But you have the real ability here, and yep. you look at first the first two picks. You make the right decisions there. Then you look at early in the second round. You, you get 33rd pick, then you get the 35th pick. I mean, you can really strategically take a running back, you get the best defensive player in the draft to pair with Miles Garrett and a pretty good secondary and linebacking core. Then at the 33rd pick or whatever it is, you go out and you, you solidify that offensive tackle position. This is a good group of offensive alignment in this draft. Joe Thomas is gone. Go out and get your big hulking tackle. Then go and maybe, you know, address that and maybe get a, a, another big play player, you know, get a, a, another running back. I mean, think if you could think if you could seemingly somehow get like, uh, you know, a, a Christian Kirk type of player, a slot guy, you know, uh, uh, just a playmaker, a guy that can return punts, you know, someone like that. Um, they really have the ability here to, to really fortify the football team. And I think you're right, Ryan. It's hard for me to envision them screwing up. The one question I have for you, Ryan, is and, – and Blackjack, I want to let you know. Ryan is – when it comes to Big Ten football, he's probably one of the more knowledgeable people that I know. I, I really respect his opinion. Big Michigan fan, but he's very – um, forthcoming with info. Ryan, let me ask you, Saquon Barkley, Blackjack and I love him. We've talked about that. I think he's the best player in the draft. I think he's a transcendent talent. But here's my problem. You know, I know, I remember when I was a kid, all the failures at running back for Penn State. Remember Curtis Enos? Remember Eric sure. Kuku? Tony Hunt? Yep. I mean, yep. the only one that actually panned out was Larry Johnson. Um, yep. they, they have, they're not exactly a successful group as far as running backs are concerned. D does that ever worry you with Barkley? I mean, no, I never really, I never really thought about it. I never really, uh, I just, I think he's kind of one of those just 
really special, special players that, you know, don't come along very often. And, and obviously, you know, he's going to make an impact. Um, he can do so much uh, with with the ball in his hands and without the ball in his hands. And I mean, I mean, I mean, the guy's a great blocker as well. It's something that doesn't really get talked about. I mean, he's he, he's just a physical specimen. So um, no, I think I think Barkley's going to do going to do very well in the NFL, and I'd be really surprised if he if he ended up um, as a bust. Um, one last thing I did want to say though, quickly, is um, th- this draft to me. I don't know about your guys' feelings, but I mean, I'm obviously Jeff knows this uh, blackjack. Like I'm a huge huge draft guy. I'll watch. I mean, I'm not just focused on my team. I watch start to finish. I'm just really intrigued by it ever since I was ever since I was young. So um, this this year's draft is is probably the more one of the more interesting drafts I can remember in a long time. Just from player perspective, just from teams, the way the draft order has fallen, um, the quarterback situation. But my question to you guys is: if you had to pick one can't miss prospect in this draft. Who would it be? I'll give you mine, and then I'll I'll, I'll get out of here and, and listen to what you guys got to say. Um, for That's me, a great question. I'll tell you who I'll, I'll tell you who I really really like. I talked about Bradley are you Chubb, but he, before you before you get your pick, are you are you keeping this kind of like outside of the top ten? Because I mean, is that kind of weird? Do you want a, like a sleeper or I mean, like? I mean, you can, I mean, feel free to go top ten guys. I mean, go ahead. I mean, that's that's fine. If you have a guy that you really like that you think there's no way to bust, and yeah, by all means, throw it out there. But yeah, I'm gonna go with someone just. I mean, maybe a little bit out of the radar, just because watching film on him the last like two weeks, um, it, like some of the some of the blocks that he's able to make is unreal. And look, I played a line in high school, um, so I mean, when I watch football, I'm, I'm watching the line a lot. Um, Quentin Nelson, offensive guard from Notre Dame, is a fucking road grader. Dude is nuts. Plus, he's a very intelligent guy. I saw him, so he's playing right guard. I saw him pick up a blitzing cornerback off the right side and just demolish him. Like, that kind of awareness, you can't teach. You can't teach that. Either you have it. Or you don't. You either have that vision to pick yeah. up that guy, or you don't. So when I saw, when I was seeing that, it, it, he really popped off the screen at me. So I think whoever takes Quentin Nelson is going to get one hell of a player. Let me know what you guys think. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks, Ryan. Thanks, great bro. call. Thanks man. for the call, Jeff. What now, do you think a, you got there? What do you that's think? That's a great question. Prospect. Yeah, I, I would. Uh, Ryan, are you still there? I know you hung up. Um, yeah, I'll go back to what I said last, and I, I think this is a guy that I think for ten years will be. Um, one of the better road, you know, run stoppers in football. I, Vita Vea, I mean, the, the size of the guy is, I mean, he's absolutely mammoth. I mean, 350 pounds. I mean, he's an absolute load. Uh, you know, he's he's a big kid, 6'4", 350. I mean, just gigantic, 41 reps on the bench. Um, this is a guy that kind of reminds you of Haloti Nada a little bit. I think he's a guy that, you know, if it's the Washington Redskins or whoever, um, he's just an intimidating guy. I mean, you see him coming, you know, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to get scared a little bit. He's a, just a, just an elite player. I mean, uh, just really has that, that raw ability. He's, he's, he's gigantic. I mean, you can't, you can't really get a, a, a specimen like that. And I do call him a specimen. Uh, to me, he's a specimen. That's a, to be that fast at that size. I mean, it, it's pretty amazing. Uh, what about you? What do you got? I mean, look for, for me, I, I, I'm not a big fan of overthinking it. 
I, I'm going to go with Josh Rosen. I, I think that Josh Rosen is as good a quarterback as, as has come out in a few years. I, I For some of the same reasons that Ryan was talking about with, with Quentin Nelson, I think Josh Rosen is an incredibly smart kid. And when you have a quarterback out there, if you look at the guys who have been truly great, they're usually pretty intelligent dudes. And I see that out of Rosen. I think if you go back and you watch Rosen at UCLA, more often than not, he's making the right decision and he has the arm talent to put the ball where he needs to. I think he played with some subpar talent at UCLA. I think when he gets with NFL wide receivers, I think he's going to be even better. Uh, I think that kid is, is, I'm not saying that he's going to win multiple Super Bowls, but I don't think there's any way we're looking back three years from now, four years from now, and saying Josh Rosen was a bust. I, I don't disagree with you at all. He's just a gamer. And, you know, we talked about it. Do you want a me guy or do you want a, a follower? A guy that just sits back and says, well, you know, uh, you know, I'll, I'll do what I got to do. No, I want the guy that says, give me the fucking, you know, uh, ball. I, I want to win this football game. You see it with yeah. Aaron Rodgers. I, I, you, you know, Jeff, you, that's, you can't... that's a great, great point. Because I don't know if you saw the post-game interview after the Cleveland-Indiana game tonight. Ali LaForce asked LeBron James... What did you say to your team in the huddle before the last play? And did you hear what his response was? Give me the ball. Give me the ball. That was what he right. said. Give me the ball. That's the guy I want. I, I, I can't agree more. Uh, I, I totally agree. And one other thing, back to Vea Blackjack. You look at this year, this past season, 2017 season, you look at the teams that did very well in the NFL, Minnesota. Number one in the league in rushing defense. Philadelphia Eagles, number four. Jacksonville Jaguars, number two. Pittsburgh, number five. You win if you can stop the run. It's a huge thing nowadays. And a dominating player like him up front, I want a Haloti Nada. Blackjack, if someone told you, hey, listen, you're going to get the Haloti Nada for the next 10 years. And, hey, you might even be better. Uh, with the right coaching in a 3-4. Uh, I'd sign up for that any day of the week. Uh, let's keep the phone calls going. Um, we'll uh, get to some props as well here. Uh, I did wa- uh, throw in a play on that over uh, in the second half. Thunder are making a bit of a run, Blackjack. They're only down 13. They're not ready to give up just yet. Uh, our boy Russell Westbrook is uh, is doing his thing right now. Uh, let's hit up uh, – let's talk to uh, Teddy in South Dakota. Teddy, what's happening? Hey guys, how's it going? Pretty good. Hey, I'm um, just back on. Yeah, I've been waiting a while. You know, that's how much I love this show to talk to both of you. So, um, back to the caller before your buddy that was on. He said he compared Westbrook to Allen Iverson. That could be. That could not be the farthest thing I've ever heard to a false statement. Um, Allen Iverson single-handedly brought the Philadelphia 76ers to the NBA Finals, and I'm a diehard Lakers fan. And I remember at that time, they, if you remember game one, he completely shredded Kobe, and Kobe is my all-time favorite player. Um, he won him a game, and he can't compare Russell Westbrook to Allen Iverson. I don't even think it's close. Well, and, and co- co- Allen had to do it. Allen had no other choice. I mean, it, there wasn't a lot of great players around him. I and mean, Russell Westbrook yeah. had, you know, uh, you know, Kevin Durant, Paul George, and James Hart. I mean, he's had – He's had a ton yeah. of great players. I mean, it's not just – I mean, yeah, Alan listen, did it, you're right and about again, that. You're right about that, Jeff. But, but, Teddy, if you don't think if Russell Westbrook was playing in the Eastern Conference, he could make the NBA Finals, I think he absolutely could. I mean, he's up against tough teams. 
And Allen Iverson, even then, back then, East wasn't great. He he to me, Allen Iverson is gotta go down as a top one of the top ten uh scoring players of all time. I mean he could create a shot. I mean his cross like his dribbling was I agree with you about you know, as a scorer, but but it's it's also not fair to Westbrook to say that he's not considerably more than a scorer. I mean Westbrook Westbrook is a better point guard than Allen Iverson ever was. And no, a better Blackjack, rebound. Are you saying are, so Blackjack, let me get straight. Are you saying that who who do you think will have the better career? Westbrook. I think Westbrook has a better career. Wow. wow. He's a better I mean, player. Blackjack, Sorry. A better Allen player Iverson than Allen Iverson. Arguably a, a top 30 player ever. I mean, that's that's a that's a high praise. Dude, we're watching a guy who, listen, we can sit here and bash him for, for him running up his stats, and that's fine. Well, but a lot of guys try to run their stats up in the NBA. Nobody's ever averaged a triple-double two years in a row. All right? And there there sure. is value in that because most guys can't do it. No, I, no, I agree I mean, with what you're saying. Statistically, statistically, I think Westbrook is obviously far better than a- Iverson. I mean, but I'm saying um, Allen Iverson has gone to a finals with basically Eric Snow, uh, Matumba, who was at the end of his career, and Russell Westbrook. Yeah, I, I right. understand he plays in the West, but he had James Harden, Kevin Durant, and he's had uh, Oladipo. And you look at those guys when they leave his side. They are much better players, and you're I, right. I, you fought, and he's only he's you're right. Yeah, and that's, and that's my only knock. The knock on him. is that he yeah. doesn't make players better. They get better when they leave them. And and that's why I think Allen Iverson was special because at that time, I mean, I knew he he had no chance against Shaq and Kobe Lakers, but the fact that he even got a game against those Lakers, I mean, to me that just shows how great Allen Iverson. And, was. and we have to remember, I mean, we also have to point out Allen Iverson was. Six foot. I mean, barely. It was more five ten. I mean, he, he was he, Russell Westbrook six three. I mean, six four. Um, and Allen was doing it, in a, you know, in a league where, you know, look, I, I don't know. Was it better? I think all the team back then, all the teams seemingly were pretty good. But you know, it's a great, it's a great, um, you know, kind of argument to have. Allen Iverson did score over twenty four thousand points uh, in his career. Um, but yeah, I, listen, I like Russell. I think he's a dominating guy. I don't hate him like other people do. I, I think he's a great player. He just needs to kind of realize that you, you got to be willing to, this isn't college anymore. You can't just take games over and not pass the basketball and be all by yourself. Yeah, no, I agree. And then I, I know that we could spend all day talking about that, but I have a couple more things here before I know you guys have to get all the callers, but, um, I had another thing, um, big man. Uh, I know we were talking about goals today against Bayern and, Real, and I was waiting. At, at one point, I could have got the two, two and a half plus money, and I kind of was waiting a little bit longer, and I kind of hit myself in the foot. And I mean, and then it went back to three and a half, and at that point, I found no value in it. Um, so, I mean, what was your what was your thoughts on the game today between Real and Bayern, and do you think Bayern's done? Well, I, I think do I think Bayern's done? Yeah, I do, because you look at going forward. I mean. Uh, Jerome Boateng was injured. That's a big concern going forward. Um, Arian Robin was out. Arian Robin's like glass. I mean, he's injured all the time. Um, I thought it was a tough loss for Bayern. I mean, you're at home. You have a one-goal lead. Um, I thought the second half they were terrible. Um, they didn't convert on a lot of opportunities. And if you had the over three and a half, I thought it was a pretty pretty bad beat. I mean, there, there were many opportunities for goals late in that match. But, look, now you got to go to the Madrid. I mean, you lost your home field advantage. Um, I think it's Real, and I think it's Liverpool. Uh, Bayern Munich uh, really let one slip away today. 
So, I mean, do you think, I mean, Real then makes a three-peat and then the first team to ever do it in Champions League? No, I think Liverpool will beat Real Madrid. I think Liverpool is going to win. I'm very, uh, I'm very sure of that. I think they're uh, right now just on another level. Uh, and look, there's some question marks about Real Madrid still. I mean, Cristiano Ronaldo was a bit of a no-show today, um, though they are talent, talented, man. I mean, they have so many great players. Uh, and look, when Kareem Benzema is not in the match, good things happen. Uh, I thought Vasquez was fantastic today. Isco played well. Asensio played well. Um, their young guys played really well. Look, when you can bring Benzema off the bench, I mean, that's pretty impressive. Um, you know, for, for as little as he's done lately, that's still pretty great. Uh, it'll be a great tilt, but um, I, I just, for me, uh, Liverpool's found ways to win not only on the road, but at home. At home, they're, they're not being beat. They're, they're just that great at home. Uh, yeah, I think Liverpool will win, frankly. I hope so, because I, I love watching Solana. I think it would be pretty cool if they won. But, and my last thing, um, this one's for Blackjack. Blackjack, I'm a diehard Vikings fan. We want Philly again yep. this year. I think we'll, we'll give them a chance, yep. I mean, to run for their money with Kirk. Do you think we have what it takes to dethrone the NFC champion? Yeah, I mean, I think you do. I, I mean, look, the Philly's made all the right moves this offseason, right? I mean, they've they've added really nice players on defense. But I, I, I think it would be – Foolish not to have a little bit of hesitation about the offense because uh, where are the weapons? I mean, you know, there's not a ton on the outside. You, you really don't have a tight end at all. Um, you know, and, and Wentz, you, you have to wonder when Wentz is coming back and what he's going to look like. Obviously, you hope you expect. I mean, you have, you have no weapons. I it's mean, you have stretch. I don't think stretch at all. You have Alshon, Nelson Aguilar, Mike Wallace. I mean, Zach Ertz. Okay, Mike I mean, Wallace. Jeff, Mike Wallace is, is not a good player anymore. Mike, Mike Wallace is better, he's better. He's better than Torrey Smith. And he's better than the weapons that uh, Minnesota have. Okay, who's your tight end? We have, he's, okay, he's, Mike Wallace. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Mike Wallace is not better than Stephon Diggs or Adam Thielen. Well, I'm not, say, I'm not no saying he I would take him over Laquan Treadwell. I mean, okay, but the okay, but are you are you taking the Vikings wide receiving core or the Eagles? It's the Vikings. I think they're very comparable. And look, I mean, Alshon had yeah, a great season no last year. There's statistic that would throw that out. They're they're not comparable in any way, shape, or form. I, I mean, they're just not. I think you're, you're talking you're, and Diggs were two of two two of, of of the the better young wide receivers in the NFL. Alshon Jeffrey's an up and down player. He's fine in the red zone. Nelson Aguilar is, is, disappears for games at a time. I mean, there are games where Aguilar will have one catch. You don't see that from dealing from Thielen and he had, a great, he had a great year last year. I thought, maybe I'm wrong, but it's 62 catches last year. I, I think. But again, uh, continue. I didn't mean to interrupt. I think that you have to look the biggest thing for me with the Vikings because I'll be honest with you, I don't think there's a gigantic upgrade between Case Keenum and Kirk Cousins. I think that Case Keenum is kind of a poor man's Kirk Cousins. Um, but the biggest thing for me, man, is you're getting Dalvin Cook back. And Dalvin Cook, in mm -hmm. the few games he played, looked very, very good. Uh, and if that kid yeah. comes back and he's what you had, yeah. I mean, I, in my mind, the NFC is the Eagles, the Vikings, and the Saints. I don't really think that there's another team that can win the NFC, um, I, I, I just don't see it. 
So I, I think that's where you're looking in the NFC. I think the Vikings absolutely can get there because of what I said. I mean, I, I look, Alshon Jeffrey is a nice player. Last year he had 57 catches for 789 yards. Aguilar is a nice player, 62 catches, 768 yards. These are, are good players, but they aren't in the same league as, as the other guys for me. I mean, Diggs had 64 catches for 849 and eight touchdowns, but he also returns kicks, and he's very, uh, you know, he's very explosive with that. Uh, they also have Kyle Rudolph there, and Thielen last year went 91 catches, 1,276 yards. So, I mean, Adam Thielen is someone that I think a lot of people still sleep on, and he's, he's very, very good. You know, Rudolph gives you 57 for 532, eight touchdowns. I mean, they I have a, they have really good players on that. I put a poll up on Twitter. We'll see what, what the Twitter universe uh, thinks. And, and, and I, I think uh, we forget that the, the Vikings also signed Sheldon Richardson to, add our, to our top defense. I think that's going to be huge. Um, but, you know, I, I'm really interested to see. I think whoever wins that game between the, the Vikings and Eagles, I think to me is probably going to have home field advantage in the NFC, but that's just my opinion. But, yeah, thanks for taking my call, guys. Hey, thanks, Teddy. Take it easy, man. Yeah. Um, I cannot believe it. I'm way off with you. I usually agree with you, but – I'm I'm a little off on that one. Hey, listen, I would Thielen's a great player. I, I, I Ninety-one think, catches. I still think Jeff that Philadelphia is the better team top to bottom, but I think if you're if if you if there's one concern about the Eagles, it would be the the weapons for me because while Jeffrey and Aguilar are good players, who's playing tight end for the Eagles? I mean, I but I don't here, know. Here's what. I mean, Here's what puts them out. Well, Ertz is going to play tight end. I mean, and he's always played tight end. Here's what puts them over the top, Blackjack. That little guy named Carson Wentz. He puts them over the top. Let me ask this. When do you think he's realistically, like, when do you think he's back? Because I don't think they're rushing him, and I don't think there's any chance he's back week one. Yeah, I I, I would say probably week three, four-ish. Which, you know, obviously Nick has shown that he can, you know, handle uh, Carson not being in there. But, yeah, I mean, you know, it's always a concern of, you know, will he come back to same player? I mean, it's a big injury. Uh, ACLs usually right. aren't like that. You usually come back in okay. But, um, yeah, and that's why it's saying, interesting. I think the Eagles made all the right moves, and I think they're still the better team top to bottom. But right. if he asks, does Minnesota have a chance to beat them? Yeah, they have a chance to beat them. I mean, you know, if Dalvin Cook comes back and gives you a, a – you know, 1,300-yard rusher in the Minnesota backfield, that's kind of a game-changer for the Vikings. That gives them something they didn't have. Blackjack, it's happening again. The Timberwolves are getting rolled in the second half, 23-9 to nine, uh, in eight minutes. The Rockets now have a 10-point lead uh, here. And th- this Timberwolves team, just the third quarter, has been an absolute house of horrors for this group. And by the way, Blackjack, Utah is up three points with 42 seconds to go. A 34-22 spurt from Oklahoma City. Yes, 78-75. Oklahoma uh, City is now down by three. Uh, They were down at one point, 71-46. Tied. Wow. We're not tied in the third quarter. That's a 33-7 run by the uh, Thunder. Um, Amazing. Uh, And – Blackjack, our friend Russell Westbrook might just be listening. Uh, he is absolutely on fire tonight. 32 
and 10. Yep. Unbelievable. Uh, we'll keep abreast of what's going on there. Uh, let's hit uh, a caller here. Guan White. Guan White, what's up? What's and going hey, on? Jeff, How you doing? Don't discount Carmelo Anthony seven points. <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe this shit, man? I mean, it was it was 71 to 46. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's crazy. 33. I mean, I mean, that's crazy, man. Um, no, I just uh, called you. I mean, uh, God, it was a shit show. I'm sorry. I just can't believe that happened. Um, my dad uh, actually, uh, he actually met LeBron James back in like 06. He was doing an odd job, and, and he actually met him at an event. And he was saying like how like he was just really like one of the nicest guys you could ever meet. So, I agree completely with Ryan said earlier tonight. I mean, he's just a good guy. What he's doing off the field, nobody's done that. Kobe, Michael, I mean, Bill Russell maybe, but as far as his philanthropy, I mean, nobody comes even close. I mean, he's giving out scholarships like I'm giving out Taco Bell vouchers. You know what I'm saying? Like, this dude is ridiculous. So, whoever hates on LeBron James is a miserable yeah. fuck, in my opinion. You know, it's funny. Uh, I think you're uh, right, Juan. Juan. Are you giving out Taco Bell? Hey, I got some coupons in the mail, and if you want, I'll send you some. Now, Guan, you know know what's funny about, uh, you mentioned if you don't like LeBron, you're a fucking idiot. You know our friend on Twitter hates LeBron. He's always talking about him. Our friend down in North Carolina, he he hates LeBron. Does that surprise you at all? It don't surprise me at all. I mean, but, (laughs) I mean, gosh. (laughs) But, uh, man, that. I think I got to, you know, salute uh, Blackjack tonight, man. Uh, I, I went against you with the uh, on the Raptors, and man, it was it, it was going exactly the way I wanted <laughs> until the last three minutes. I, I mean, I wanted Tell that. Me I was wanting to keep it close. <laughs> keep, I was wanting to keep it close, but then they win for you because you're a fan. But I want to cover seven, and I be damned. I mean, it was just like a complete meltdown. But I mean, yeah, that's brother, how, I didn't. I, 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 <laughs> No, I just have won games like that, but I've lost games like that. That was, that was just, man, that was a punch in the gut, but uh, good win. Um, but we'll say, uh, uh, Jeff, I know your best prop that you like, well, one of your best props, you can get it on today's show, but uh, Blackjack, is there a good prop that you like tomorrow? Yeah, I mean, I actually just released an article uh, during the show on the Sports Action app, uh, the Action Network, about uh, draft props that I like tomorrow. Um, you know, it's concentrated obviously at the top of the draft. Um, but there are three that I have on there. The first is over under five and a half quarterbacks taken in round one. I'm going to go with under, uh, you got to lay two, uh, to get one, but I, I just don't see a way we get six. I mean, if you think about it and the teams that might draft a quarterback, you've got Darnold, Rosen, Allen, Mayfield, and Jackson, they're all going to go round one, right? I mean, there's really not much. Yeah. I don't think that Lamar Jackson is going to fall out of the first round, but I think it's more likely that Lamar Jackson falls into the twenties than I do. Somebody trades up into the first round to take Mason Rudolph. I mean, it's expensive to move into the first round and you could probably get Rudolph with the first pick of the second round. If you really like him. you could trade up there and it costs a hell of a lot less. So I like that problem. Uh, I also like the one that says, well, the top three picks all be quarterbacks. Um, and this one, actually, you get plus money on this. You get plus 145. I think Cleveland's going quarterback at number one. I, I really I think they're going to go Darnold. 
I think it's possible they go Allen, but I think I think Darnold is probably the pick at one. The Jets are definitely going quarterback at three. So that means you're you're really trying to predict the Giants. And the Giants could go with Barkley. I'm not going to say that that isn't a possibility. It absolutely is. But I, Dave Gettleman's been around a long time. It's his first year there. I think you have to realize if you're the Giants, you don't pick in the top five a lot. And, and let's be real, Guan. You can find running backs. You can win Super Bowls without having a very good running back. You can't win a Super Bowl without a quarterback. And Eli Manning is 37. He hasn't played great the last two years. I think the Giants are going to use this pick on a quarterback. I think that there's a good chance they would take Josh Rosen at number two. Uh, So will the top three picks be quarterbacks is one I like. It's plus 145, so you get some value there. Uh, on a scenario that I think will hit. And the last one is is uh, something I just alluded to, which is who will be the first overall pick. I think it's Darnold. Um, it's minus 180 on Darnold, which, you know, you're going to lay some money, but it's not astronomical. Um, you know, I, I guess you could look at Barkley, you could look at Allen, but I, I just, I always, when I'm looking at the Cleveland Browns, you have to consider the owner as well. And he kind of meddles a little bit. And if you remember back at Sam Darnold's pro day at USC, he waited until it started raining to throw, right? Yeah, that was the big deal. Like he waited for the rain to start to show he could throw in the rain. And Jimmy Haslam, the Browns owner, was there. And he looked awfully cozy with Sam Darnold's parents in the stands. I think Darnold is a guy who said all the right things. He'll be happy to go to Cleveland. He'll be happy to be the first pick. I think that you're looking at, at Sam Darnold being the number one pick. I, I, I Like I said, it could be Allen, but I, I just, you know, Dorsey's a GM who's been around a long time. I think he's going to look at Darnold as the more pro-ready prospect than Josh Allen. Josh Allen has never completed 60% of his passes if you go back to middle school. So I don't know how you can think that's going to change in the NFL. I mean, the guy is just not that accurate. He's big, he's strong, he's tall, he's got a cannon for an arm, he can throw the ball 80 yards from his knees, and that's all wonderful. But he doesn't really put it where he wants to, and that's a problem. So I think that Darnold is probably your number one pick, and those, Guan, would be the three props I'd look at uh, at taking. Cool. Yeah. Uh, don't ever under- underestimate the Haslam's. I mean, trust I've been – I've been around them for too long, but uh, uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, but yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting draft. I mean, I'm I'm really excited about this one. I don't know. I mean, I, I always like the draft. I always enjoy it. But I think this one is just going to be fun because I literally, in my opinion, for just just me, because I haven't really had time to really look at it, I just don't have a clue what's going to happen. So it's going to be fun to watch and yeah, and um, right. see what's going on. It's the first time in a long time that we don't already know the number one pick. Usually by the night before, it leaks out because the the team with the first pick can start to negotiate with the player they want to. They don't have to wait till draft day. And usually we know. Usually we know who it is. We don't know who it is this year. And it really could be one of, I mean, four guys. I mean, if you want to include Rosen in that bunch, even though I don't think they're going there. It could be, you know, any number of guys. And then after that, it's not clear because the Giants could go quarterback. They could not. The Jets will go quarterback, but we don't know where they're going to go. You know, and then you've got the Bills kind of hanging around the periphery. Maybe they'll trade up. Maybe they won't. Will the Broncos take a quarterback? If Saquon Barkley falls to Denver, do they jump on him? 
you know, the Lamar Jackson question is, is interesting. I think there's, you're right, Guan. There's a lot of intrigue in this draft that we usually don't have. You're right. And also, there's one thing before I go. Uh, Jeff, you still there? Yes. All right. Your your boy, I just seen it on Twitter. Your boy, uh, Baker Mayfield, just did, did a like a, a reenactment of Brett Favre's draft day or draft day eve in his room or whatever. And I just want, I just want you to see that. I just, I just thought Dude, that was he's really like he's such a he is such a lame fuck, man. I really hate him. Like he's just I, totally. I, I a lot of anger with Baker Mayfield. Because he's all about Jeff as soon as I see that. He's just I don't a shit I don't man. really have as big of a problem with the guy. Oh man, he's, he's but, brutal, man. He's really bad. Really nah, good. When you get a chance, uh, oh, Jeff, just check it out. But uh, I'll let you guys go. But I appreciate everything and uh, looking forward to. It's, uh, it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Take it easy, man. See you, bud. See uh, Yeah, I, I really hate him. I want him to fail. I, I don't like him. Uh, Blackjack, uh, I did look at and hear some of your props. I think one, and I'm going to go through a couple here, see what you think. Um, I, I'm looking at five dimes here. Um, 71-72, Darius Geis' first running back drafted after Saquon Barkley. Um, I think that's a really good play at 145. Yeah. I think he's the obvious choice. I think he's an early second rounder, maybe late first rounder. Um, I think the Philadelphia Eagles could be a good spot for him uh, if they take uh, someone yeah. there. I think I think the, 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 the point of emphasis at this point for this group is go offense, preferably a – uh, running back. I think if Geis is there, I wouldn't be surprised to see him uh, go there. I, I think that's a pretty good one. You only got to lay 145 on that one. I love your uh, quarterbacks drafted in the first round under five and a half. I, uh, I've talked about that one. I took that one today. I, I love that one. Uh, you got to lay a little juice, but um, in the NFL draft, if you're willing to lay juice, you will win. Uh, it's just that th- these props are there for reasons. Uh, most people aren't willing to lay numbers like that you know they have balances or, or they don't want to you know take up all their money on 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 juice um another one uh this is probably my favorite of the the whole first round uh big 12 players taken under two and a half um now this gets into where you really have to do your research and oh, if you do yeah. you'll know that if you do you'll know that black chick there's one lock his name is baker mayfield other than that there's maybe one other one, and that's Connor Williams out of Texas, an offensive tackle. I could see him going late to the Patriots or somewhere like that, but other than that, there's no one on my list that I would think is a first-round talent uh, out of that group. Um, I think under 2.5 is a beautiful wager, uh, and I would actually wager on that up to minus 500 probably. Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to sit here and think about someone that might you know, pop up late in the first round that someone could love. And I, I just, I don't, I, I don't see it. So yeah, I think that's a good one. Well, that's what I did. And, and I, I, I actually will even go into my second round. Um, the first, I mean, Christian Kirk, maybe, I mean, he could be your third guy. Um, but, you know, I think it, it's really skeptical if Connor Williams will be a first round pick. Um, he, he'd be the only other one, but actually Texas A&M's in the SEC. What am I saying? Um, there, there's, there's really no one. I mean, I guess you'd have to get down to like a Mason Rudolph or a James Washington, but they're not first-round talent. So that's one I really like. So if you're out there and you're looking for one, 
Uh, that's definitely one. Uh, if you're interested in giving us a call late, we have about 22 minutes to go. Give us a call now, 917-889-3290. Uh, Blackjack, a couple other ones I was looking at. Um, and I have a, a whole list of, of, of beautiful props that I'm on. Um, Stephan, or uh, not Stephanie, Calvin Ridley, uh, draft position under uh, 16 and a half. We've, uh, we've talked about this one. I really like this. I, I think he goes to, to either San Francisco, Arizona, uh, Baltimore. Uh, I could see all those being viable options for uh, Calvin Ridley. Uh, and at, you know, actually, it's actually 19 and a half now. That's actually even better. Um, and I also have da, Vita Vea drafted before Marcus Davenport at minus 105. He will get drafted very early. Uh, Blackjack, any yeah. other ones you have your eye on? I, I don't know. I mean, I those are kind of the ones that I'm really most interested in. I, you know, I, I go back and forth on the Barkley thing. You know, there's the prop about will he be over under four and a half. And you're just trying to bet on on what you think the Giants are going to do there, essentially, because I I, I don't know. I, I really I don't know. That's why I went the way I did with the props. Um, I, I do like your your Vita Vea play. I think that's I think that's a good one. Um, you know, I I don't know. I'm looking at the rest of the board. The the only thing I'll say about um, Calvin Ridley is I, I could see him falling a little bit. Uh, because depending on how this board breaks, and if you have guys making trades to move up for quarterbacks, it kind of bumps everything down. Like if Buffalo makes a trade in the top 10 to get a quarterback, it presumably drops all these other talented players down a slot. So you may have a player like a Derwin James or a Roquan Smith or Minka Fitzpatrick available to teams where they wouldn't have expected them to be there. So they may jump on that instead of Calvin Ridley, because if you look back at the recent history, wide receivers haven't been great in the first round lately. Um, so I, I don't know. I, at 16 and a half, I like the over on Ridley. At 19 and a half, it's probably a pass for me, just because Dallas at 19 may be interested in him. I mean, you know, Dallas got rid of Des Bryant. They kind of need a wide receiver. He fits the bill for a Dallas Cowboy player. I think 19 could be the, the problem for you if you take that bet. So uh, I'd probably pass that. But, yeah, I mean, those, those three that I gave earlier are the ones that I like the best. A uh, little update here. Uh, it's 88-87. Oklahoma City, 7.58 to go. Uh, a fun one to end there. Maybe we even end the show a little early, Blackjack, to catch the end of that one. Uh, 90-76 in Houston. Uh, Ten minutes to go there. Uh, the Timberwolves are going away quickly with a whimper. Uh, eight more or nine more minutes in their season is over. Uh, we're starting to see the big boys represent here. Blackjack late uh, in the night here. Toronto gets the win. Cleveland gets the win. Oklahoma City storms back. Houston is rolling a 30 to 15 second quarter or third quarter. Not exactly 50 to 20, but impressive nonetheless. Uh, Blackjack, we, <laughs> sure we actually have a we actually have a Twitter comment for everyone. Uh, I'm going to go to uh, uh, Twitter comment, Blackjack, and want to want to talk about this on the air. Um, okay. I used to res- I used to respect you, but the way you talk crap to people that ask for advice is sickening, especially if there's 10k that follow you. Oh, by the way, your soccer plays are a joke. Thanks, man. I mean, I don't know how I'll sleep tonight knowing that the 28 followers you have 
just heard what you said about me. Now, Blackjack, keep in mind, most of my day is filled with providing free information to people that don't pay me a dime. Um, but, again, what are you, you going to do, right? It's only Twitter. The great joys of Twitter. And I wonder, Blackjack, how this website's actually free. I mean, do you ever do you ever think about that? And you look at it and you say, <laughs> so much entertainment. I mean, if I went to the movies, what would this cost uh, me? I mean, it's quite yeah. amazing that uh, this is actually a free It'd website. But Blackjack, what do you say we wrap it up a little early and catch the end of this Thunder game? What do you? What yeah, do you brother, say? I'm down it's for good. watching this game. This is uh, there's a lot going on here, man. So I I'd uh, I'd like to see this. Great stuff. Uh, uh, great callers. Uh, you know, Ryan, Guan, day day uh, day two, uh, Teddy. We had all sorts of guys. Uh, great calls by you guys. Uh, we'll look forward to joining you tomorrow night. Uh, Blackjack, we'll be on live during the draft. Uh, you know, fun day. Uh, yep. Obviously, follow Blackjack on Twitter at Blackjack Fletch. You can catch him on the Action Network. Wonder when Action when's Action Network going to give me a guest column, Blackjack? When are you going to set that up? When are you going to put a good word in for your boy? Um, but uh, Chad Millman, I'm uh, I, I could do a guest column if you want, uh, maybe. Um, but uh, Blackjack, good stuff, man. We'll uh, catch you all tomorrow, ten thirty Eastern. Uh, we'll be here same time, same place. Uh, everyone have a great night. And uh, Blackjack, let's uh, take him out here with a little Elvis. We'll talk to you tomorrow, baby. How I wish that there were more than the twenty-four hours in the day. Even if there were 40 more, I wouldn't sleep a minute away. Oh, there's blackjack and poker and the roulette wheel. A fortune won and lost on every deal. All you need is strong heart and a new steel. Viva!